Welcome, welcome for Best Music Coach. My name is Dan Spencer, and today I'm going to be breaking down for you the one thing you got to do, the one thing you got to do to get better at music right now that's going to make such a fundamental difference in everything you do, whether it's playing an instrument or singing. You do this one thing, and you will never make a mistake again, kind of, sort of. I can get, yeah, I say that for the title because it gets you to click, but like, let's be real, let's be nuanced. You probably will make a mistake, even if you do exactly what I tell you to do, but you'll make many fewer mistakes if you follow my advice. So basically, I'll give it to you in a nutshell, and then we'll break it down. The nutshell version is only ever play as fast as you can go without making any mistakes. I'll say it again because it's a little complex. May, and maybe I can simplify it, simplify it further, but look, this is, this is the basic gist. You only ever play or sing as fast as you can while making zero mistakes. That's it. That's the secret. That is the secret. Now, it's not terribly romantic because we always think about, oh, I'm going to play music. I'm going to sing music. You don't think about sitting there going, twinkle, twinkle. Like, that's no one's idea of like a good time practicing or playing music. But the reality is, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, that if you go slow and you actually do it slow the right way over and over again, that's how you actually build up to going very, very fast. So let's understand why. So basically what happens is anytime you do anything in music, whether that's singing or playing an instrument, you're doing a series of movements in a particular order. Anytime you sing or you play music, you're doing a series of movements in a particular order. So if you're playing the guitar, you're picking your fingers up and down. If you're singing, you know, you have these micro muscles, micro adjustments, maybe you're focusing on technique, but you're doing a series of movements in a particular order. Now, the better you memorize and the more clearly you understand these particular movements and this particular order, the faster you will be able to go and the fewer mistakes you will make. You know, you may have had a point in time in your life where you forgot how to say your name. You felt put on the spot and maybe you were talking to someone who you thought was very attractive and they were like, well, what's your name? And you're like, um, J John, Jerry, no, Jingleheimer Schmidt. It's like, no, hang on a second. We can still forget our names, which is something we've known forever. So surely, surely we can make mistakes and forget things when we're playing music and singing music. That's why I said there's a little more nuance to it. So... If we think about it this way, we want to slow it down. We want to break each individual movement into its own little universe by itself and understand each component part of each movement. Whether you're playing the guitar, playing the piano, singing, doesn't matter. Each individual movement, and you go slowly. And what you're doing is you're teaching yourself, you're memorizing each step of each movement along the way. And again, this isn't like, oh, playing like a rock star. It's not super like, it's not super cool, but it is the super nuts and bolts of how you get good really fast. Is you practice slowly and you memorize those movements and you memorize those movements relaxed without any tension in the technique or the way you're doing it. And that's how you'll go fast. And that is also how you will stop making mistakes because you have the pathway or the series of movements memorized so clearly within yourself that you cannot help but do it the right way every time. And so ultimately what it comes down to is just the memorization of small, simple movements in the particular order to play your instrument or to sing. You do that consistently over and over again slowly so you have, and here's the key, complete control and awareness of yourself 
every single step of the way. If you do that, you will essentially stop making mistakes. You will make mistakes because we're human. We make mistakes no matter how perfect we think we're going to be. It just happens. But you're going to greatly reduce. You're going to drastically reduce the number of mistakes that you will make because everything will be so clear in your mind of step one, step one A, step one B, step one C, step step one D, and then you go to step two and you have every single component of every single movement broken down and you understand it and that is how you make zero mistakes. You go slow, you memorize your movements. A short lesson, but a sweet lesson. Does anyone out there have any questions about anything we've talked about? We will go ahead and uh, show the chat here for you. See, Roderick says, Roderick here. Good day to you. Hello to everyone else. Well, thanks, Roderick. Thanks for joining. Another Facebook user says, this is the point. This is the point. The whole point of practice is not to do it wrong. It's not to do it fast. It's to do it slow and do it right. And then you can use other strategies, which we'll talk about another time, of how to actually get something from slow to fast in a shorter amount of time with less work. Lavarus says, hello. Hello, Lavarus over on Twitch. Great to see you. Thanks for joining. All right, Roger goes on to say, wow, awesome technique instructions, Dan. I love your teaching style. So simplistic and each process is progressive and builds well on each other. It's the only way to teach because it's the only way. It's how you learn. And so people think of like, you know, you see someone who's a good teacher or a bad teacher. It's like, no, some people are skilled at breaking ideas down to their component parts, just like we talked about, that you as a student, you have to be skilled at memorizing each individual part of the movement. It's the same idea. That's it. That's literally it. You just break, break big ideas down into small ideas. You understand each small part, and then you've got it. And that, the same goes for like learning music theory, but we're not really talking about music theory today. We're talking about actually playing an instrument or singing. But the same concept applies to anything. You want to learn how to cook. It's like you learn whatever it is, the 37 ways, 86 ways to cook an egg. In 91 ways, how many pleats are there in a chef's hat? All those pleats represent all the different, the classical ways to cook an egg. Facebook music says that all my music teach them this. Yeah, well, it's not their fault because that's the way they were taught. You know, and it's like one of the things that I really enjoy doing is taking these ideas that my music teachers might have missed, you know, with the best of intentions. You know, all music teachers, while say 99% of music teachers show up with the best of intentions. And so it's important not to hold not learning against them because, look, it takes two to tango, right? And one, there's always two possibilities when you don't learn from a music teacher. Number one, it's a music teacher's fault. Well, there's three. There's four. Excuse me. There's four possibilities. I'm not going to add them on. Number one, it's a music teacher's fault. Number two, it's your fault. Number three, it's both your faults. Number four, it's no one's fault. And so if we look at music teachers, it's like, okay, did they break it down into, their comp- into the idea's component parts? Did they make it exciting? Did they make it relatable to you? If they didn't do that, that's on them. Number two, did you do every single thing the music teacher asked you to do? And even though it wasn't exciting, did you go out of your way to understand and memorize the material? Right? Then that part's on you. And then three, it's the combination of you two working together. And then four, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you both just had a really bad day. These things can happen too. But it's like at, there was times in my life when I was teaching music and I was not breaking things down into their component parts. So surely someone out there has that story about me. Truly. 
Like you're going to be able to find a couple dozen people out there who'll be like, oh, that Dan Spencer, he doesn't know how to teach music. I had him teach me music years ago. He doesn't know. And it's like, sure. Years ago, I was not as good of a teacher as I am now. And most likely 10 years from today, I will be a significantly better teacher than I am today. We all grow. We all learn. We all change. We all evolve. It's part of life. It's part of life. Does anyone have, okay, we got another question over here from Lavras. Lavras says, thanks for being here. Thinking of picking up music, probably far too late, but oh well, looking forward to being here more. Lavras, it's never too late to start music. It's never too late. They actually did a whole study where they got a bunch of people between the ages of like 50 and 80, and they brought them into a college to learn, among different things, music theory. And it turns out that you don't actually get too old to learn you just forget how to learn new things and all you've got to do is sit down and start learning new things again and you're gonna remember how to learn new things. So you don't actually get too old to learn things, you just get stuck in school from the time you're a toddler or a child, you know, through the time you're 18 or 20 something if you go to college. You go through all these steps and you, you're in this process where people are teaching you and you're learning things very quickly. And then what happens is you get a job, you stop learning for 20, 30 years all that happened is you forgot how to learn. And they've done studies on this. This is not my opinion. They've done actual scientific studies on this. All, you, all that happened was you forgot how to learn. So all you need to do is sit back down again and force yourself to start a new thing. It could be music, could be photography, could be filmmaking, could be writing, could be poetry, could be anything. All you have to do is remember how to learn. Learning is a skill. So you're learning a skill, but the actual learning of that skill is in and of itself also a skill. And so you have to go practice that skill and gain competency in the skill of learning new things to then go learn the new thing that you actually want to gain competency in and acquire as a skill. So it's never, ever, ever too late. It's never too late to start music. I'll tell you, the oldest student I ever taught was 91, 92 years old. It's never too late. It is never, ever, ever too late. Never. So, never tell yourself that story. Always tell yourself the story, I just forgot how to learn. I'm going to go ahead and remind myself how to learn. You know, you had people, you had teachers, you had your parents. Laver says 92. It's so admiral they were willing to take that, take that leap. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's admirable. Maybe it is. What makes it admirable to you, Lavarus? I'm very curious. I'd love to understand more about your perspective. Would you kindly share why you feel that's admirable? And I'm not saying it's not admirable. I would just love to hear from you. While you're typing that, oh, Javier. Javier, who's a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous guitar player, musician, and music teacher, giving a shout out on YouTube. We have a podcast episode with him that should be coming out on Friday or next Friday. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see, we're working up some stuff. Uh, we're working up some stuff on the back end, but wow. Javier is, I mean, incredible, incredible musician. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the shout out, Javier. So yeah, look, you, you're never too old. You know, I always recommend, like we talked about last week, trying to find the right music teachers. Like go find, go try two, three music teachers. Go try four music teachers. Treat it like dating. You know, you got to go find someone who you work with. Some, some people, you know, I've worked with people who are like crazy, crazy smart. And it's like you tell them a half-baked idea that doesn't fully explain the idea and they put it all together. 
And then I've worked with some people where you need to sort of go through the same idea three, four, five times. I'm not saying those people are better or worse. I'm just saying is that, you know, everyone needs information presented in different ways to be able to really grasp it, understand it, and make it their own. So find, te- find a teacher that's going to break things down for you in a way that you understand. You know, ask questions and lessons. Ask questions. People get so timid about asking questions. Your job as a student is to ask questions. Okay, we have, we have some more thoughts from Lavarus here. Let's, let's get after it. So, Lavarus says, well, I have quite high standards for myself with everything I do, so the more time that passes, the less I'm willing to dive into new things because I feel so far behind relative to people who've been doing things from a far younger age. Okay. Naturally, the things I am best at are the things I put the most time into for the longest period. Therefore, starting a thing is difficult. No, I don't think that's convoluted at all, Lavarus. I think that makes a lot of sense, and I have a lot of empathy with you. Not only is it scary to start a new thing, but it can really hurt on the inside. It can hurt. It can, it, you can, it can hurt. It can physically hurt. When you look at something you're trying to get better at and something you're trying to do better and you see someone else who's like five doing it so much better than you. But I'll tell you, listen, if, if I did not get out of bed to come out and teach because there's people out there who play guitar better than me and there's people out there who sing better than me, man, I would never get up out of bed and I would never teach because you can go on YouTube right now and you can find a six-year-old, a legitimate six-year-old who can play faster, better, longer, more intelligently than I will ever be able to play or sing in my life. They're out there. They're called virtuosos, virtuosi, plural. You find them. They're out there. And so it's like, who do you want to be in competition with? Do you want to be in competition with the person who you will never, ever, ever come close to beating? And by the way, when we're talking about beating and, you know, we're talking about art, art is subjective. And like, how are, how are we going to measure? How are we, how are we going to measure someone who's better at art than someone else? It's like, we can measure speed. Sure. We can say like, okay, this person plays faster than this person, but that's only one metric. It's like, who plays with more soul? Who plays with more feeling? And how are we going to quantify those metrics to determine who wins? We can't. You cannot, you cannot define these things. So when it comes to art, be in competition with yourself. Like, okay, here I am today. Where am I going to be in a week? Where am I going to be in a month? So Lavras, my, my heartfelt advice to you is be in competition with yourself. Go out there and every day beat yourself because you will never be further ahead than you are today unless you start. You will always be behind yourself until you start and only then will you get in front of yourself. The only way to beat yourself is to start. You got to start somewhere. Just five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. Lavras says, very true. Can't argue with that. Well, Lavras, my very best wishes to you. Come back to another live stream. Update us. Let us know how it's going. Yes, Lavras says, looking forward to getting a violin soon and beginning my journey. Yes, Lavras. Go, go, go. Indeed. Roderick says, Dan, what was your first guitar piece of music that you desired to learn and know as your test guitar music piece to evaluate your music growth? Well, I'll tell you right now, it was the song Space Oddity by David Bowie. It's the first guitar song that I ever learned how to play, and I loved it. Well, I wanted to learn how to play it because my father used to play it all the time. And that's a piece by David Bowie. It was David Bowie's breakout single in 1960-something, uh, maybe 69. Uh, and 
so I just really wanted to learn it. And I wanted to learn it so bad. I was a kid. I was started guitar when I was eight, nine, seven, something like that. And I remember sitting during recess, not playing with the other kids and just practicing air guitar, practicing my strumming pattern for Space Oddity. That's how badly I wanted to get better at it. I just wanted to own it so bad. And like even then I understood, maybe instinctly, maybe innately, that if I could isolate each part, I would get it much faster. So I was sitting there just like playing a little mini air guitar at recess, just, you know, mental practicing in my mind to get better faster. So that that was the first that that was the first piece that I really wanted to learn. And after I had that together, that that was a big moment for me. And that that was the first full song I learned to play on the guitar when I was a child. All right, we'll give it another 10, 20 seconds, see if anyone else has any questions. So far today, we've got Lavra stoked to go play some violin, which is amazing. We heard from Javier, who's incredible. Must be so special. Do you love that? Yes, it is, a, it is a treasured memory that I will have my whole life. Roderick shares my piece, so the piece that Roderick really wants to do is a piece, a piano piece by the group commissioned entitled Just Worship. That's beautiful. Get after it. Go for it. I will tell you that when I played Space Odyssey the first time, it's like I didn't play through the entire song because there's all these special effects and there's these moments like where it's the liftoff, where it's just kind of like noise before it sort of drops into the kind of bridge B section thing. This is major tom to ground control. Right, that part right there. Before it goes in there, you know, it's like I skipped that part because it really wasn't a guitar thing. So it's like, take it easy on yourself. You know, the way, the way I structure everything at Best Music Coach, you'll notice is like guitar book level one, piano book level one. And then you play songs that use only level one ideas. So it's like, take your time with it, break it down into its parts, Go one step at a time, and you will get there. Lavarus says, I have a few songs I'm looking forward to learning. Well, that sounds fantastic, Lavarus. Keep us updated, and thank you all so much for watching. Thanks for joining. Thanks, everyone, for chatting. This has been Awesome Sauce. My name is Dan. The company is Best Music Coach. Come hang out in my free Facebook group. The description, uh, the link is in the description on YouTube. Go ahead and click that. Come hang out. We do free lessons, free advice. It's fantastic. Awesome. It's awesome. I will see you all next time. And thank you all so very much for watching. Thank you everyone who shared for being willing to be vulnerable and open about your experience. I really, really appreciate it. And I am so grateful for this opportunity to bring you this information because I really wish I had someone bringing me this information when I was first starting out in music. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a fantastic, phenomenal rest of your day. And goodbye. Thank you for listening to Music Mastery. To get even more free, useful music learning content that you can use right now, click the link in the episode description. I'll see you there.